Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. It's so good to be in the house of God this morning. We didn't know who was going to show up, to be honest with you. But I'm glad you showed up today. Can you look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you showed up today. So good to be here. I want to thank Pastor Eric and Lori. I've known them for a long time, and they have been some amazing, amazing people, some amazing pastors. God has used them in a powerful way here in the city of Lathrop, California. Amen? And I'm thankful that they give me the opportunity to speak today, and I've, I've, I've had the privilege to speak in Spanish service, so if I say a couple Spanish words, just, it's just natural, okay? Um, but I love my church. I love this place. I love this place. God is doing something powerful in the midst of a chaotic moment. I believe that God is not finished with us yet. I was standing there just, I'm so proud of our worship team. I love the worship team. I get to pastor them. I get to work with some amazing, amazing, talented uh, uh, musicians and vocalists. But you know what? They're not just singers. They're not artists. They love Jesus. They love Jesus. But as I was standing in that corner, the Lord was speaking to me, and he was reminding me to remind you that he's not done with you yet. He's not finished with us yet. I believe he's just getting started. We've been on a series called Our Finest Hour. How many believe we're in our finest hour? We're in our finest hour. And today I titled it From Our Darkest Hour to Our Finest Hour. See, in 1940... Uh, I don't think any of us were alive back then. Maybe if you were, um, that's a long time ago, but <laughs> 1940, World War II was happening. How many of you uh, remember some history here? But Britain was basically in a moment of despair. They didn't know if they were going to make it through the war. And Winston Ch- Churchill wrote a speech that is still a speech that many people go to and refer to today, and it's called uh, The Finest Hour. And he wrote this speech to instill confidence and courage during a time when their future was unsure. Now, I don't know how you feel this morning, but it's not fun going back to the purple tear. Come on. It's not fun. But let me tell you, it doesn't matter what color we're in. God is still in control. God is still in control. And can I tell you that there is not an hour that is too dark for God. There's not an hour that is too dark for God. So our, the, his church can embrace the promise that he will be with us. Just as he was with Moses, just as he was with Abraham, he will be with us. That all things will work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Joshua chapter one, it's exciting. I, I, I enjoyed Pastor Eric's message last week. He, he, he was in Joshua chapter one. And, and as we went through that chapter, we saw that the Lord was telling Joshua over and over and over again. I don't know if God speaks to you like that sometimes when he tells you something over and over and over again. But he told Joshua, take courage, take courage. See, Joshua was facing a dark hour in his life. His leader, his mentor, who God had used, had just pa- 
passed away. Moses was gone. And the Lord spoke to Joshua and said, I'm not done yet. I'm not finished yet. And he wants to remind us of the same thing this morning. It's time to move forward. The Lord told them it's time to move on towards the promise. It was time to step out of the desert and into the promised land. What is God calling you to today? See, and God didn't just call Joshua and say, move forward. He gave him something that he needed to have success. He said, my presence will go with you. That's the only assurance Joshua needed. He didn't need money. God provides everything we need anyway. And so God is reminding us today, as we move forward, as we face every day and we go through every tear, come on. He says, my presence will be with you. This year has thrown us everything you can think of. We've been from riots to political chaos. Come on, somebody. Election season, coronavirus, everything else. And then you have your personal things. You have your personal issues. You have family, you have friendships, relationship, you have kids. Come on, any teenage parents in the house? Come on, we, want, we might not know what tomorrow holds, but let me tell you, we know who holds our tomorrow. That's all we need. That's all we need is the presence of God. Let's go to Joshua chapter two. I'm excited about this message. Verse one, we're gonna start there. We're gonna read all the way through verse seven. Then Joshua secretly sent out two spies from Israelite camp to Acacia Grove. And he instructed them, scout out the land on the other side of the Jordan River, especially around Jericho. Somebody say Jericho. Jericho. So the two men sent out and came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab. Wait, did I read that right? They went to a prostitute's house named Rahab, and then they stayed there that night. But someone told the king of Jericho, some Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent orders to Rahab, bring out the men who have come into your house, for they have come here to spy out the whole land. Rahab had hidden the two men, but she replied, yes, the men were here earlier, but I didn't know where they were from. They left the town at dusk as the gates were about to close. I don't know where they went, but if you hurry, you can probably catch up with them. Actually, she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them beneath bundles of flax she had laid out. So the king's men went looking for the spies along the road leading to the shallow crossings of the Jordan River. And as soon as the king's men had left, the gate of Jericho was shut. Now, I can almost imagine how that conversation went between the two spies. And I, I, for some reason, I just feel like, Pastor Chris, there was an eight and a one. The two spies, I don't know if you ever taken the Enneagram test, but I believe the Lord sent an eight with a one. I don't think he sent two eights. Now, if you don't know what these numbers are, let me just explain to you. Pastor Chris is an eight, and I'm a one. So I believe someone like Pastor Chris came up to, I got to get him back. He, he roasted me the other day about my plants dying uh, when he was preaching. So I got to get him back. 
And I believe the eight looked at the one and said, I really believe, right? I'm sure. I'm trying to preach like you. I really believe. And I got to put my foot on the step. I believe, right? The Holy Spirit's telling me to go to the prostitute's house. And the one looked at him and said, I'm so glad you said that because I was thinking it, but I couldn't say it. (laughs) But since we're getting this done, let me check it off my box. That's the ones. That's how we work. We lean on the eight. So I believe it was the eight that told the one, let's go to the prostitute's house. The difference here is they were in the same spirit because they both ended up there. And I can imagine them walking into Jericho, trying not to get noticed. They had just been in the desert for God knows how many years. I don't know what they look like. I don't think they were making uh, any, I don't think they have any stylish clothes on. I think they, they really tried fitting in somehow. But how many know that no matter how much you try to fit in, you're always going to get noticed when you have Jesus. When you have Jesus. And so maybe it was their accent, maybe it was their clothes, maybe it was how they carried themselves, but someone noticed that they were not from Jericho. Someone noticed that there was something different about those men. Whatever it might have been, they knew that they were different. And that's what I want to start with today. You want to make it from your darkest hour to your finest hour. Some things have to change in our life. We have to stop trying to fit in. We have to realize that we've been marked. We carry the Holy Spirit. We are different. We got to be different, church. We can't be like everybody else. We can't just say what everybody else is saying or believe what everybody else is believing. We are different. We got to be different. We are not of this world. Jesus was praying over his disciples. And he was talking to his father and he said, they are not of this world just as I am not of this world. Sanctify them in the truth. Church, we need to be sanctified in the truth of God, not in the opinion of man, not in the thinking of any leader or person or popular person in Hollywood that's saying what they want to say. There is no truth in that. And he says, your word is truth. As you have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. See, we can't make a difference if we're not different. We can't make the difference if we're just like everybody else. We don't live our lives based on ideas or opinions because everybody has an idea and everybody has an opinion. And everybody wants to be heard. We need to hear less of ourselves and hear more of Jesus. We need more of the word of God. See, we can't lose our identity just because things are hard. We can't forget who we are just because it gets dark. We are the light of the world. We've been sent out to make a difference and to be different. Difficult circumstances don't give us permission to be fickle with our faith. So what do we need? We need courage. We need to walk with courage. We need to be different, and we need to walk with courage. How many need courage today? God had emphasized to Joshua over and over and over and over. It takes courage to move into your promise. 
And this courage is not about taking things into your own hands. John Piper says it this way. He says, Christian courage is the willingness to say and do the right thing, regardless of the earthly cost, regardless of what people think of us, regardless of who's going to turn their back on you, regardless if people think you're weird. Let's be honest, we're weird. It's okay. I'm okay being weird. I'm just trying to be like Jesus. And if weird is being like Jesus, then I want to be weird. It took courage to walk into Jericho. There was only two of them. They didn't know what to expect. They didn't know if they would make it out alive. They didn't know what the future held. All they knew is that God's presence was with them. It took courage. You know what's crazy to me about this story? That as I was studying and just spending time and reading it over and over and over, I realized something. It was not by accident or by chance that they ended up in the prostitute's house. It was the presence of God that led them there. The presence of God led them there. See, because God knows exactly what he is doing even when we do not. They didn't know that God was already working in her heart. They didn't know that God had already prepared the territory. Rahab was going to courageously help them and put her life on the line. She lied to the king to help these men and save their life. See, the presence of God will sometimes take us places we don't want to go. And so we have to be courageous. We have to stand strong in our faith and what we believe in. And we don't have to concern ourselves so much with the whys and the hows. We get stuck in the whys and the hows. Let's be honest. We want to know why. We want to know how. We want to see the answer. We want to see the result before we take a step. It doesn't work that way with the Lord. God is wanting to check our faith this morning. Are we willing to take a step forward even when we don't know what's on the other side? We got to be concerned with the yes. Yes, God. Yes, I'm willing, God. Yes, I will go, God. Yes, I will speak, God. Yes, I will stand, Lord. See, the presence of God, again, I'll say it again, will lead us to places we don't want to go. Can I be honest with you today? I didn't want to be a pastor. I didn't want to be in ministry. I sure didn't want to preach. Didn't even want to lead worship. See, my, pa my, my parents were pastors. They've been pastoring for already, over 30 years now in the city of Vacaville, California, and they're still at the same church. And uh, my parents are some amazing, amazing people, uh, people of faith. But I'm going to be honest, ministry scared me. I wanted nothing to do with it. And I went to, I went to college, and I, I met a lot of people at um, Bethany uh, in Santa Cruz, which is a Christian college. And I remember meeting some of my friends, and, and their major was like ministry major. And I would like look at them and say, why? I told them they were crazy. 
I was there for business. Business major, right? Trying to make some money. Come on. Nothing wrong with that. But the Lord was doing something in my life. There were a lot of fears and insecurities that God had to deal with. I didn't want to be a worship pastor. I didn't want to even lead a worship song. I didn't lead worship till I was 25 because of my fears. But the Lord calls us to do and go to places we don't wanna go. Oh, but when it's God's presence leading you, you can walk with confidence and assurance that it's going to be God. It's going to be God and it's not gonna be you. And so I finally said, yes. Here's my life, God, take it. Do whatever you want. And he said, are you sure? I said, yes, Lord, but three things I don't wanna do. I don't wanna preach, I don't wanna lead worship. And I don't wanna be a pastor. Isn't that funny? We try to tell God what we wanna do and what he can do and here's my life, Jesus, and then you're like, no, God, not that area, not that space. We gotta find our purpose, church. We gotta find our purpose. This woman who was a prostitute who lived the life that she lived, the presence of God found her home and she found purpose in Jesus. She found purpose in the Lord. Let's go to Joshua chapter two, verse eight to 13. It says, before the spies went to sleep that night, Rahab went up on the roof to talk with them. I know the Lord is giving you this land, she told them. We are all afraid of you. Everyone in the land is living in terror, for we have heard how the Lord made a dry path for you through the Red Sea when you left Egypt. And we know what you did in Sihon and in Og and two Amorite kings east of Jordan River whose people you completely destroyed. No wonder our hearts have melted in fear. No one has the courage to fight after hearing such things. For the Lord your God is the supreme God of the heavens above and below the earth. Now swear to me by the Lord that you will be kind to me and my family since I have helped you. Give me some guarantee that when Jericho is conquered, you will let me live along with my father and mother, my brothers and sisters and all their families. You would think she's Mexican. <laughs> she had a whole bunch of family members that she was trying to get in that house. She didn't just want herself to find purpose and have salvation. She wanted it for her whole family. For her whole family. God's purpose is available to anyone who believes no matter your past. No matter who your mom was or who your dad was, God has a new beginning for you. Rahab wanted to be on the winning side. Come on, how many love to be on the winning side? I remember when I, I would uh, be on the playground and they would make teams in, in elementary school. Anybody remember that? Nobody wanted to be on the losing team. And you know when they picked a certain person, you were like, no. I don't wanna be on that team. Can I change to the other team? Nobody wants to be on the losing side. Let me tell you something. You are on the winning side when you're on God's side. She had heard about the power of God. She had heard about the miracles and she had already believed in her heart. 
See, she abandoned her old life for a new beginning. She rejected the king's agenda. She rejected the country that she was a part of for, to be a part of a new kingdom. You can't enter into a new season until you're ready to walk out of the old one. Do you want the finest hour to happen in your life? Do you want the finest hour for your children and for your family? It's time to let go of your yesterday. It's time to let go of the excuses that we so love to hold on to. But my daddy was this way. But my grandma was this way. But this is what happens to me because I've been hurt so much. Pastor Maribel, you don't know what you're talking about. You've never been hurt. Really? Come on. We've all gone through situations. Do I have a witness in here? We've all been through things. But she found purpose. And she was willing to let go of her past to enter into a new season in her life. This new season, you can find it in 11, uh, Hebrews 11, verse 31. She went from being a prostitute and a Canaanite and a woman to being a woman of faith. Out of all the people that are listed in that chapter, there's only five names of women. She's one of them. Her faith changed her destiny and her purpose changed what she would be remembered by. Got to grab onto our purpose. We got to know what is God calling me to do? What, who is God calling me to be? Your response to that will change your life. Your response to that will change your future. It will change the destiny of your life and of your family. I didn't always have the life that I have today. I am so thankful for the blood of Jesus. But my family comes from a cursed family, from a curse of alcoholism and divorce, fatherlessness, drug addiction, depression, fear, anxiety. But because of a decision, because of one choice, that my father made it started with one there's a generation of pastors and churches that have been planted because of that one decision I'm going to end with this we need to mark our homes mark our homes you could find this in verse 12 all the way to 21 but basically in a paraphrase gave her a red rope a scarlet rope and said if you hang this over your house over your window when the war comes your home will be saved your home will be spared now if you know anything about this color you know that this color represents the blood of Jesus it's a sign of the covenant and it's a symbol of the blood of Christ and this scarlet rope marking her home was a sign of her faith. 
We need more people of faith. We need more mothers that are gonna hang this over their home. We need more fathers that are gonna hold on to this and hold it over their home. Church, we gotta make sure we're covered. We're covered by the blood of Jesus. You might find yourself in the middle. You might find yourself giving up. But I tell you today, there is power in the blood of Jesus. Your freedom is here. Your victory is here. This story is a living, living illustration, illustration of God's redemptive story. We see a similar story in Exodus with the Passover where they marked their homes with the blood and their homes were covered. The spirit of death went into every other home except for the homes that were marked with the blood of the lamb. See, this wasn't gonna be her story. She wasn't gonna end up as one of the strongest women of faith but the blood of Jesus, but the blood of Jesus changed her story. You could even find her in Matthew chapter one, a prostitute in the family line of Jesus. Some of you, I feel like you're doubting me right now. You could check it. Matthew chapter one and Rahab and Rahab, and Rahab, because of the blood of Jesus. It's only the blood of Jesus that can make our darkest hour into our finest hour. There's salvation for you. There's salvation for your home. There's salvation for your children. fearing for your family and start having faith. Can you stand to your feet with me? I'm going to end with this. The worship team is going to lead us in a song. The name Joshua and the name Jesus are the same name. One's in Greek One's in Hebrew. That name means salvation. God doesn't want you to live in fear. God doesn't want you to live in worry. I just feel, I feel like God is doing something in your heart today. There's been a lot of worry and fear. God wants to break that. He wants to cover you. How many want that covering? How many want the blood of Jesus? Come on, lift your hands. There is salvation for us today. Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at thrivelathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.